0: Hey, this is Brendan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and I'm here with Adam and Kenny, and we're going to be talking about My Young Auntie, a 1981 martial arts film directed by Lau Kar Leung. This is a film about uh, the Yu family patriarch, uh, Yu Yan Sing, who is dying and marries his servant, Dai Nan to protect his assets from a scheming brother and sends them to his nephew in Guangzhou or Canton. Uh, there she develops a rivalry with the nephew's son Charlie and she dips her toes into a world of western culture and you know we sort of get this strange blend of 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 Greece and uh, fists of fury I guess it's a very uh, you know unusual film uh, what did you guys think of it
1: I, I enjoyed it it was a bit it was definitely a very strange movie It definitely had that that sort of a musical feel to it um and I think it's like a very good way of highlighting you know the sort of the the hard transition of cultures that you get from people living in China in that sort of time period um to a, to a sort of more civilized western sort of uh, 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 outlook there I mean one of the main themes of the movies is sort of the seniority aspect, right, which is brought up a lot, um, which is quite an archaic thing, like regardless of, you know, um the age of a person or the capabilities of a person, as long as they ranked higher than you in the family, then in principle they would have, they, they would be able to lord over you. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, this is sort of addressing that sort of the, the streak of rebelliousness you have from Charlie there and, uh, and, and, and you know, showing that, you know, Taina, you know, maybe she wasn't, you know, she, she was stubborn because she didn't understand, she wasn't aware that there, there was a world that existed outside of the culture that she yeah. was, you know, she was always wrapped up in. So, uh, I think it's a sort of a very good movie to sort of help people move on from traditional values and accept a uh, uh, a different outlook on life, I'd say.
2: Yeah, I I really like this movie too. I mean, it's just it's just a fun comedy movie and uh, it's like i agree with you on the musical feel it's like a musical that doesn't actually have any musical scenes just has the the kung fu scene substituting for where you'd have the the dance numbers basically but uh yeah i mean and the, the period feel of it too i think added to that you know old hollywood musical feel it was kind of a similar kind of time period even if it was in a you know a different culture than you generally have for that but uh yeah it, it worked for me
0: yeah, no, and I, I think this is a really good movie. This is a uh, uh, one thing I like about it is I think it's the sort of film that you could you could kind of show to, to family members and friends who aren't uh, who aren't maybe as into the genre as you. It's something that would work for a lot of different palettes, and so it's something that'd be comfortable. Like you know, if my mom was over and I wanted to sneak a kung fu movie in, uh, you know, I might I might try yeah. to watch it with her because there'd be enough stuff in there that I think she'd find it interesting. And things that because it's so and there, there are so many uh, you know clear like a, a American and Hollywood influences on the movie that I think that that would be pretty discernible to uh, to people and so you know it just has broader appeal and I think Kara Hui in this is is just outrageously oh, charming yeah. as the lead character um, and 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 the the whole chemistry between her uh, Lao Kar Lung and. And then and then and the the great nephew really just you know works beautifully and it's a fun movie it's got it's like you you feel like you've you know there's the stakes like we were talking before the podcasters we don't nobody really gets hurt all that badly in this movie so it's you know and and, and, and and we we're fans of that kind of violence but but this is sort of nice in that it's just kind of a fun easygoing uh, kind of film but it also has yeah. some real interesting, uh you know sort of character development and and it gets into some very interesting themes and so you know I, it, it, it's something that every time I watch it I notice something new about it that I enjoy so yeah. I'm yeah. Fine.
2: I mean, even even the stakes of the inheritance in this movie, it's like the the, the other uncle is, is like doing perfectly fine. He's got his own place. Everything's good. It's not like, oh, we've got to, this inheritance is going to save us. It's going to be OK. It's like, no, it's just this other guy's a jerk and he doesn't deserve it. That's like the whole the whole thing. And so it's, not, it's like it is it, I mean, just fine. I'm not knocking the movie, but it is everything is just pretty low stakes.
0: Well, Jing Chuen, the um, Lao Karlung's character, who is supposed to be getting this. Property, he tries to give it to her. He doesn't want it, and then she gets really <laughs> angry and tries to give it to you know. And then she and then she sort of does what t- Kenny was talking about. Well, well, I have seniority, so you know we're going to do it my way. And uh, and yeah, so I I uh, I think yeah, the st- the stakes are are fairly low, and that's but that's sort of one of the things that allows you to enjoy so much of the movie. Yeah, because if it was if the stakes were super high, I wouldn't want to sit there and watch a dance number. Or you know, in, or 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 uh, you know, marvel at Gordon Liu's wigs. It would it would <laughs> feel, I feel a little bit more. Uh, I don't know. Like we really got to get to to this dire situation that's happening off screen. So uh, yeah,
2: and I agree with you on being able to show it to like you know family members too, because you know like my four year old nephew is really into martial arts at the moment. He's taking martial arts classes. He's really big into it. What kind of martial it.
0: art is he taking? Just to
2: I like martial arts for toddlers oh, okay. I mean, okay. <laughs> so he's not he's not into anything serious yet he's okay. just kind of in that you know going uh-huh. through the motions thing but uh but he's like but every time we watch a movie about a part through i'm like man i've I've really got to show nick this He then somebody will get disemboweled and i'm like oh yeah i can't <laughs> i can't i can't show him this but this movie i'm like yeah, I could, I could put this on for him. <laughs> yeah,
0: this you could show this to, to people of all ages, I think. I don't think there's... There's nothing terribly stressful in this movie that's going to upset anybody, I think. Um,
1: I yeah. got to say, though, it brings the wrong message about, like, dangers of knives and swords. So you're going to get a guy, <laughs> you know, naked, being stabbed and be like, oh, okay, just because he's got the so-called you know, hard body qigong. <laughs> I guess there,
0: there is that. Yeah, I remember when I was a kid and I used to watch a show called The Fall Guy, uh, about a stunt man, <laughs> totally yeah. unrelated to what we're talking about. But I, I started jumping off of like really high places, and me and all my friends were like climbing down cliffs and doing stunts. So you know, obviously there's that too. But uh, but I think I think for the most part, you could probably get away with. much.
2: With yeah, my nephew Nick already does all
1: that oh, stuff, no. so
2: it, 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 no, there's no harm. Yeah. But uh...
1: <laughs> as doesn't trying to practice his uh, his hard chi gong with a knife. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but uh but yeah this one also had a lot of english in it which was you know a little bit different too there was, oh, that was that was hilarious yeah, yeah. and the english the english was funny like the english when they used it the jokes in english actually were were like good it wasn't just english being thrown in there so yeah i don't know how, did, did it work for you adam as well
2: yeah yeah i i always enjoy it when english pops up in subtitled movies just kind of as a, as a throwaway i mean it it it, 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 yeah, I mean, it, it just was believable as kind of slang that would be thrown around. And I mean, it filled out Charlie as a character. Yeah. Charlie, Charlie's the character who's always throwing the English around. And that was just a very plausible trait for his character.
0: Well, oh, go ahead, Kenny.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, um, it, it's funnier if you actually speak the, the Chinese as well, because you get, it, it, you, you really get the feel that, um, Kara Ho's character is, is playing a country bumpkin type of thing because <laughs> whenever Charlie says anything, like she hears it and translates it to the closest Chinese that she could think of, uh, uh. which is hor- always horribly out of context and has no relation to conversation. So he, he sort of like there are sort of humorous snippets. I don't know. I, I didn't pay attention to the subtitles, for that, so I don't know how well the, the jokes mm-hmm. um, came across. But it definitely works much better if you understand the Cantonese there.
0: Okay, yeah, because what I got the impression of watching it with the subs is that whenever he spoke in English, she didn't really understand him, and he would use that to sort of say things like "Ooh, you look very sexy," and and it would kind of go over her head. Um, and there was also a whole when he told her his name, there was a whole thing that was clearly going on, and I was a little bit uh, I, that that felt like a moment where I would have really benefited from knowing what what she was actually saying in the Chinese. Um, but, uh, I think she said, I think she said, her, he said his name was Charlie Yu and she said something about a stinking carp. And then, uh, she pointed two fingers at him and, uh, it was a very dramatic moment. And I felt like I was missing exactly what was, what was being conveyed. Uh, but, uh, yeah.
1: yeah. Stinking carp is pretty accurate for what she actually says. No,
0: okay. <laughs> um, but I didn't know what the two fingers were. That was the, that was a part I was like, why is she pointing at him with two fingers? Um, but, uh, but I don't know. Maybe that's just a, sort of
1: the sword fingers, right? I think um, two fingers is sort of traditionally the, the, the symbol you use for uh, demonstrating sword arts. Okay, or like, okay. So yeah. it like a sword,
0: okay. Then that makes more sense. But she
1: has uh, no weapons. I guess you sort of defaults to pointing two fingers because okay. that's well, how you demonstrate a sword and the, the flat and the blade and uh
0: Well, and it's very in keeping with her personality because she hits right away. Like if somebody <laughs> angers her, she immediately <laughs> strikes them. And so like that's like right at the beginning, like right when um her... And Lau Kar her first meeting on the docks, uh, he says, you know, when he finds out that her husband's dead, and he doesn't realize it's his uncle, he uh, he says, "Oh, you must, you know, you must be cursed or be under a bad omen because, uh, you know, you know, you're 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 so young and your husband's dead already." <laughs> and she just goes to strike him, and then when she meets Charlie, she attacks him, and she pretty—I mean, that's pretty much her go-to move. And eventually, she kind of softens up over the course of the movie. Um, but I also
1: yeah oh, I, I I think it's a sort of her reactions throughout the movie are sort of endemic of her ignorance of um things outside of her, her her sphere of knowledge uh yeah and she she lashes out at things she doesn't quite understand like she I don't know like it, it it's one of those things like maybe maybe the the scene in the dock wasn't really her not understanding so much as her just being insulted and uh um, but yeah, you know, when she meets Charlie, because she yeah she she has no idea what's going on and uh, she doesn't understand, so she assumes that whatever is going on is a slight upon her as yeah. a person, and she just strikes out to remedy that because you know, maybe she feels she deserves a respect as a uh, as a senior in a family, well, regardless of whether she's within or outside the family. She deserves a more of respect of a matriarch as uh, as you you know originally said in your synopsis.
0: I I saw her as just being like an old school sort of tough cookie type character like that that was so I so I felt like she was, uh, you know, early in the film I feel like you're supposed to sort of uh, see things from her point of view, and and when Charlie shows up, he's supposed to come across as as obnoxious. Do you know what I mean? He's like mm-hmm. he's sort of an obnoxious sort of really arrogant guy, but then over time as she, you know he sort of grows on her and all of the all of the sort of western influences and the um and the unorthodox uh ways sort of grow on her as well but um but yeah i don't know i, I think i think she's I, I, I saw her as being sort of very old school was was what she was meant to embody there um but but i don't know maybe it, you know in you having the benefit of the the original language it might have been it might have had sort of a different feel
1: No, I'm probably just looking too much into it, but um, she gives off the impression that it's just someone who's lashing out because uh, she doesn't understand or that she feels she deserves more respect than she is being given at any point in time just because, you know, she she was a servant, but she married, so then she should be given the degree of respect that um, a senior in the family should be given, and she wasn't getting that, and then that's why she lashed out. But okay. That's uh, that's probably me just looking into that a well, bit too. Well,
0: no, I think you might be right because remember when she when she punishes him, like they have that whole first off the uncle, uh, or no, well, not the uncle, uh, the ne- the 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 older nephew Lao Kar uh, Lau Kar Lung's character. He 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 immediately sort of falls in line. Like 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 when they get to the house, they start playing that 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 music, and and they both kneel down, and then she sits, and he and he is like bowing to her and and giving her tea and offering her smokes and he's he's clearly treating her as a senior and then he gives her his bedroom and and that's what leads to the whole thing with with Charlie the next day cuz Charlie comes back with his with his friends and he's like this wild guy and he charges into the room to surprise his dad and she's in there and I think he basically thinks she's his dad's mistress or something um and 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 so I think I think I think that you know it's it's the she she. i think you're right i think she wants him to treat her as a senior and 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 respect her um but uh but i also feel like she did a really good job of she's kind of playing three characters in this movie she's she's playing like like a servant she's playing like a a a a, a senior member of the family and she's playing a young woman who's really just charlie's age and and uh and being exposed to all these new things in the world. And, and, and she kind of manages to juggle all of those different personas mm-hmm. and, 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 and be very convincing when she's playing, when, when each one is sort of, it's sort of like each one kind of comes to the forefront at different moments in the movie. And I, and I just feel like when she's, when she's playing the matriarch, she's a believable matriarch. Um, and when she's playing the servant, she's believable as a servant when she's playing, you know, the, like the whole scene, which we should probably talk about anyway because it's kind of iconic, but the scene where she goes to town with Charlie uh, because they uh, the 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 nephew gives her some clothing and it's too flashy, so she wants something simple. And she ends up buying something even more flashy <laughs> and and then uh, and she's got heels on for the first time. So she's in this like sparkly dress with like the the legs showing on the side and and high heels. And she's tumbling all around and as the, you know, men start gawking at her, so they get into like a kung fu fight breaks out, but she's still in high heels and is sort of fumbling everywhere. Um, and so, you know, in that scene, I thought, you know, she, you know, she's kind of playing a slightly different character and it's, it, 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 uh, it, it really worked for me.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, and, you know, and I, that that, and that goes back to when she is being the matriarch, you know, of the family. Basically, she is to an element because she, she is trying to be that person. It's why I think she is so strict because she, she is to a degree. That's that's a part she's playing. And, and she's pretty happy to give that part up at the end of the movie. It's I think.
1: <laughs> what were you saying, Kenny? Oh, I should say that that, that, that particular scene sort of uh, shows the, the the first sign that she is a very goadable person. Like, mm. it, it's very easy to provoke her. I mean, all, all that happened was that you had the two tittering uh, girls, like, sort of mm. uh, making fun of her being, for being a country bumpkin. And then all of a sudden she's walking out of the shop wearing high heels and a flashy <laughs> cheap How And she's like, wow, <laughs> that escalated quickly. <laughs>
0: well, and in fairness, those women were being, they were being pretty, uh... What what would be the word they 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 Catty? were caddy what was it <laughs> caddy yeah they were be they they, <laughs> they 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 were they were they were they were really digging into her over her her fashion choices and I think they called yeah. her a country bumpkin right that was the what they that was bumpkin, yeah. yeah yeah um so yeah that but yeah I, I I think you're right on that front um and uh but but I don't know but that that but it leads to a really great scene where and then when she takes the heels off then she's you know able to. To, to sort of fully unload her, her Kung Fu. And I thought the Kung Fu in this is so great. Like, uh, uh, number one, uh, you know, this is, you know, Lau Kar-Lung's always, you know, he's really on top of that, I feel like. And I feel like his actors are, uh, it always feels like they put in the work necessary to make the scenes work. And, and, and some, of the, some of the fight sequences in this, you don't even really notice that they're fight sequences because they're happening during squabbles and things like that. But but they're really elegant and and especially some of the stances that 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 sort of uh, you know like with the between strikes uh, you know really match like what people are wearing and what they're doing in a in a a way that I just find very compelling on screen.
1: Um, I guess want to sort of um, go back on something that Adam said earlier about how this is this feels like a musical movie, but instead of having like the musical. the singing and dancing parts you have all the kung fu fights and and i think that's sort of like the, what you're talking here about the sort of the choices for the stances and the way they're dressed and their actions does really reflect in that as well and that um er- everything's really deliberate and you get this, this whole everything's like a dance it's, it's all sort of like a to and fro between the characters on the scene and um uh, yeah i just wanted to bring that up because it just reminded me of what adam said
0: no, I think you're right, and no, and that gets into the kung fu because there is sort of this seamless weaving of the the kung fu scenes, and then you get like the song and dance scenes, and the song and dance scenes might as well be kung fu, and at a certain point they they, they come together in that ballroom scene where they where they're dancing, and then it becomes fighting, and so I I feel like it the whole movie has this this kinetic energy running through it, and, it, and it's got like a it, it's got like romantic energy, it's got all kinds of things sort of you know, driving it forward. And, uh, and, and visually all that stuff works really well. Like even the scene where he's, he's trying to persuade her to go to the, to go to the, uh, the masquerade ball. And he's got, and again, this is my favorite Gordon Lou scene in the movie where Gordon Lou is playing the guitar and he's got the great wig on. And there's these expressions that he's making that are just priceless. And, uh, and, 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 and Charlie is sort of dancing and acting like he's playing, but he's not really. And, and she comes out and she's, horrified at this style of dance that he's doing and and then they sort of mock her by doing a really like sort of mocking a traditional song and dance and she's and she and her eyes light up she's like yeah that's real that's real music and then uh and then you know and then you know it becomes this thing and but that scene even though it's not kung fu it almost might as well be the way that the characters are moving around and you know just just the attention to to what people are doing and where they are is just as important in those scenes as it is in the fight scenes.
1: Um, I think I'd say like the sort of scenes where all the castmates show up. They always remind me of like the you know the old, the old movies where people were jumping over cars and stuff and like rolling over things to get to the, the rolling over counters to get to the seats or whatever. All sorts of like weird, unnecessary, flashy movements, but they all add a bit of flair to the whole situation.
0: Well, it felt, a lot of bits of it felt like an Elvis movie to me. You know, it was like yeah. that. That that kind of that kind of feel again, especially that Gordon Liu character. He's got that the, the hair, and then even at the ball, they give him that really that that I don't know what it would be like a like a Georgian wig, and uh, um. But yeah, I guess we should probably talk about the ball because it's come up a lot. What what what, what was your because rea- that's that's the center of the movie. That's that's and, and and I've seen a lot of different reactions to that part of the movie. I'm curious how you guys felt about it god that was odd
3: <laughs> it, it was
2: odd oh, definitely yeah there's, there's a lot of different styles going on you got all these kind of clashing costumes going on and yeah it just it did have a very surreal feel to the whole thing
1: i mean it's just the choice of outfits for one it feels like they're they're sort of dressing to what they think um sort of why is that like medieval French culture would look like? <laughs> so, well, I think there's, there's some he of was,
2: that.
0: But he was, it, of was, it, was a, it was a masquerade ball, so he was supposed to be Robin Hood, and I was unclear on what she was supposed to be. Sorry, <laughs> because at one point, it. it sounded like she might be Juliet, but then she said she wasn't Juliet, and then he he gave her the name Delina, and uh, and some people were dressed as the Three Musketeers. Um, it was just sort of a it kind of reminded me of the ballroom scene in uh, Lady Snowblood, that um, the, mm, where, the, where the climax happens. Uh, so I, I just saw it as sort of this is like a blend of characters from Western uh, literature and movies, and just, just you know, uh, just kind of like iconic stuff.
2: Yeah, um, I like okay. I like too that he gives her the name Delina. It's like, oh, I'm giving you an English name. I'm like Delina. What? <laughs> I've never, <laughs> I've never heard that name. But okay, there's, the,
0: yeah. They well, and uh, and, and and Robin Hood. I think what did they call him? Um, uh, Robin Han? Was that the the name that they?
1: Oh, Robin Han. Um, that yeah, that's that's the, the the transliteration for Cantonese. It's actually what I think it translates roughly to like robin guy as in like not guy but like bloke fellow type thing okay, okay person
0: okay okay so so it's like it's like the english word and then like a another word that means guy basically
1: yeah i think it's just like cuz it hoods, uh uh sounds like those oh, no, by just, if you stretch your imagination a bit it sounds a bit like han okay <laughs> right it, no, it does. No, it does. No, I, know, I mean, but... it sounded, it
0: flowed. It had a flow to it. But it, but it was interesting because you're watching it and you can hear them say that, but then in the subtitles, it's saying Robin Hood.
1: Um, I think there's a funny little tidbit here is that um, Hong Kong in Cantonese is Hang Gong. And um, the only reason why it's like spelled Hong Kong instead of like Hang Gong. Uh, instead of like H E N G K O N G, it's because the person on the ship who was asking like misheard them and it just got recorded down as Hong Kong <laughs> and, <laughs> for forevermore. When, That's like when none, no Chinese dialect would pronounce it as Hong Kong. So.
0: <laughs> it's funny that my my family they went from being Cento Fanti to Fanti when they came here because of the you know, <laughs> nope, you're Fanti. <laughs> um, just the uh, uh, bookkeeping can sometimes, you know. Change things, I guess, um, yeah. but yeah. So yeah, I I thought the ballroom scene was great. I I really enjoyed it. Uh,
1: it's a weird. scene I gotta say, definitely... like, I didn't actually recognize like the the sort of dancing. Yeah, you know, if we, we go on to talk about the dancing, is it all feels a bit what they think dancing looks like rather than actually being a dance. If that makes
0: sense. I I yeah. honestly don't know enough about dancing, especially from you know the the, the period. I think they're trying to capture that I could say one way or the, but yeah, I, it might just be that they were sort of emulating. Um, because there's a lot of scenes where like Charlie's talking about stuff from Western culture and he's telling his dad, like, no, you want to paint, hang the painting this way. It's like Italian style, but it looks really awful the way that he's hanging the paint. He's like, he's folding the painting yeah. in half so that it's like completely concealed. And, and he tells his dad, no, it gives it an air of mystery when the wind blows. So, so maybe there is sort of a, you know, some of that going on where,
2: yeah, there a... was there, there was all kinds of styles of dancing going on in that dance scene at the ballroom though like didn't... it wasn't even like it was any there was, you couldn't pin it down to any particular period I okay you no know, there was yeah it was all over the place <laughs>
0: but uh, but, I, but I, I enjoyed that scene and uh, mm-hmm. uh, and I liked sort of the, the the way it sort of shifted from dancing to fighting to to, to like to just like comedy just like pure, Sort of slapstick, where his hands getting stuck in the basket hilt of the sword, and yeah. you know it's just sort of all over the place. And then it ends with them getting arrested on trumped up opium charges, so that the uh.
1: Let's so, say so quick, quick, quick on that. So what year, what period do you think this is supposedly emulating? Like, is this supposed to be the twenties or I, like fifties? I, I 50s? Heard, I've heard it's
0: the thirties, but I don't know. I'm not a um. I'm, I'm not 100% sure. okay, like a hundred percent sure because it kind of has a fifties vibe sometimes. So.
2: Yeah. Yeah, get, some of the dance moves felt fifties to me in that uh dance scene. But then again, maybe they were kind of swing moves or I don't know. But Yeah it,
0: I we'll try to find if 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 we can find out after the podcast, we'll put it in the description below. But um I I've never been a hundred percent clear on the, the exact time frame. Um but I have heard thirties. Um But uh but yeah, but then they get arrested and uh and the brother is is uh able to use that time when when uh uh the nephew has to go and get them out of jail
1: to steal the deeds.
0: And that kind of kicks off the sort of the third portion of the movie where
1: uh oh go ahead we I was to say that so one thing about the, the the theft of the deeds was that, sort to sort of highlight the fact that these the, the the people of the third Grand uncle aren't necessarily that evil. They're bad people, but they're not evil. Is that they left everything else but the deeds? Like there was the tables covered with money and like banknotes mm. and stuff, and yeah, all, all that was sort of left behind. And they literally only took the paperwork that they needed to get the properties mm. that they feel they deserved, Which, yeah, uh, it's still not a good deed by any stretch of sure. definition but uh, yeah the, the fact that they could have like robbed him blind as well but they didn't was uh, and they well, didn't so really harm Troy fact, the so. uh,
0: the butler they kind of they, they just sort of tied him up on a chair on a, t- on a ladder and you know in another movie he might have just been killed and you know they would have found him dying but uh, you know so yeah so I, I think uh, again I think I think the lower stakes in the movie the sort of more family friendly approach um. But uh.
1: But yeah. But then we. And also one last one more thing. Uh-huh. The police commissioners, generals, or sergeants, Uh-oh. or whatever. They, they were there.
0: Yeah, I like. Lo- yeah. So brilliant. one of them's really. It's one of those simple things that just works no matter. Like the the really really tall deputy and the 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 really really short like regional inspector or whatever. I forget what his exact title was. Um, and, uh, and so the tall guy would come in and say something. And then the short guy, you'd see his finger in the screen as he's like, you know, sort of you know, sort of interjecting. And, uh, and it's clear that the tall guy, uh, really kind of knows what's up. And the shorter guy has, is just kind of clueless. Um, yeah.
2: Well, it's, it's always a great technique when you have the guy who wants to command authority, but he's continually got to be getting his prodding from the, you know, the guy in the background behind him. That's well, that's just a timeless comedy bit there.
0: Well, especially when they're trying to be crooked, too. Like, they're trying to, like they're, you know, they're, 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 they're charging people. They've clearly been bribed or something. And, uh, um, you know, and he doesn't even know, like, the basics of the laws. He doesn't know whether he can detain people or... And, So it's, it's a pretty funny scene. And then the, and then the, the nephew comes in, La Carlun comes in and because they're in costume, he mistakes them for foreigners. And so he, there's a lot of scenes like that where just a simple change in hairstyle, somebody is not recognized by people that, uh, that should be able to recognize them. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so that, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that scene's really funny. Um, and, uh, and it's also, I think it's one of the last, last moments we get to see Gordon lose incredible hair pieces. Um, and then, uh, and then, you know, it gets into the next, uh, leg of the movie, which is sort of the, they, they, they assemble the other, uh, the other, uh, sons of the deceased brother who are all old and arthritic. It looks like. So- and
1: uh, so the the music in that in, in that sort of like the, the scenes where they're sort of walking around like gathering a gang or a gang but the the four of the, the three other brothers like it sounds really familiar is it uh, does it show up in any other movie yeah like, it's shown sort of up like in the, other movies for sure
0: yeah that's a sort of like
1: the thumping like the, 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 the rumbling beat and the guitar you know?
0: <laughs> yeah that's definitely shown up in other movies um and and the uh it, I mean, I have to say, I think, I think overall the music in this is quite well, you know, quite well put together for it. Um, uh, You know, everything from, from even the song they had Gordon Liu playing at that, uh, you know, that little moment uh, on the, in the courtyard. But, uh, but, but yeah, we get, we, they they assemble them and then we get the, um, uh, that training sequence and it ends in catastrophe, which, uh, you know, where because the brothers are all so old and basically you, one of the things I like about this scene is, is, is the, is Kara Hui's character. She, she, uh, she, um, she's sort of acting as the, as the leader of the family. And she's sort of coming up with the plan for how they deal with the brother. She's got the map of the brother's estate and she's got like a whole sort of, you know, training regimen prepared for them. And then like, you know, how they're going to, how they're going to sort of, you know, make their move. And she's got everything sort of all, she's like the general of the family. And, uh, and then during the training sequence, one of the one of the brothers, I don't know if he he has like maybe a mild cardiac event or something or or just dehydration. We don't know, but he gets really sick and, and, and it becomes clear that these brothers are not going to be able to, to 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 be assembled into a super team. Um,
1: yeah, I think what they said was that he was out of breath, which is uh, oh, it's also like a weird asthma attack type thing. Okay, so um, it,
0: could, it could have been anything. Then I'm guessing, right? It could have been. You know, but... If you
1: ever watched *Ip Man* two, I think um, where Samuel Hung's character sort of is fighting the the boxer, like it's the same sort of uh, phrase that they use to describe mm. that his element. So he's like, he's out of breath, he can't do it anymore.
0: Okay, okay, so he just might. So just, just whatever the the, the cause, it, it was too old, and he and he and and they and he can't really be trained up, and so. So she and, and Charlie sneak out of the house to go deal with matters themselves, but they sneak out at the same exact time and see each other. And she's dressed like a wuxia heroine and he's dressed like an army man. And, uh, <laughs> and it's, uh, and they sort of, and then there's like an extended sequence where they kind of talk about it. They're like, you know, like, why are you dressed that way? And, and, uh, and then they go and they assault the, uh, the third uncle's estate and, and there's traps and very deadly traps i have to say for uh, very deadly Wuxia traps yeah. <laughs> i mean you know those, those are going to kill... Like, like at one point they they step on a on a bit of earth and and this spear shoots out and she, she, you know she avoids it by kicking up her leg and it hits charlie in the helmet so you know if he hadn't had that helmet on if he wasn't wearing that outfit he would have been dead yeah. um so and then and then there's the you know the actual sort of final well, it's kind of like two final battles. They go and they attack the, uh, uh, the, you know, the, the, the third uncle's minions and, and they, and, and everything's going great up until they meet the hard Chingong guy. And then that guy just really, really sort of, uh, throws a wrench in their, in, in, in their momentum and, uh, and, and, and she ends up getting captured and then he has to go back and get the, uh, get the, get the brothers. And then there's like a final assault with the brothers and then. Uh, Lau Kar Lung and uh, who plays the nephew and and the third uncle have a final showdown and that's kind of it. But it's uh yeah. It's uh, uh, a what, what did you think of the the final part of the movie?
1: I thought like she it wasn't really necessary for her to stay behind. I, I feel like that both of them could have escaped if they wanted to, but I feel like she stayed because she didn't want to leave without the deeds and that she. I, mean, I had some degree of confidence in uh, her uh, nephews, I guess. In this case, they're all yeah. like three times her age, but they're her nephews. Well, and, and, um, oh, go go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, go
0: on. Oh, I was just saying, and, and it was interesting that the whole way in, as they're assaulting the state, uh, her and Charlie are so competitive. Do you know what I mean they're 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 <laughs> they're they're you know they're, they're sort of showing off to each other, and you know he'll do something and brag about it, and then she'll say no big deal, and she'll do something and uh and 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 the moves are all really quite good it's a very these, this is a really great fight scene um yeah
2: we do we do get the one concession too where they actually agree that you know she's going to look for threats above and he's going to look for downs. down so that's like the first time they're like okay they come they come to some accommodation in their relationship at that point but
1: and it's ever sort of running, running theme for it, the whole movie i mean in, in the first scene they they compete by somersaulting off steps i guess when, yeah. when they initially meet and then yeah <laughs> and, and you know so it's sort of culminating in the, in the in the fight scene where they're sort of comparing like uh, how well they can uh, defeat the lackeys and um i think it's just sort of a very interesting dynamic between the two of them is That they're both they're both very sudden people i guess is the is a point that they're trying to make and Despite that, they all have like sort the of best intentions for each other at heart, and they, yeah, they, if truly necessary, they will agree. Okay, I'll 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 smack the ground with a hammer, and you keep keep an eye above for for other traps.
0: Yeah, I feel like over the course of the movie, we start like our opinion of Charlie really changes, and and was you know, I, like I tend to begin the movie from Cara Hui's perspective, and then over time, I'm sort of won over by. Uh, by him, and, and, he, and by the end, he really has your respect, even though he has, you know, he, he's sort of this wild sort of, you know, uh, yeah, he clearly has no. One, one of the things that we kind of glossed over that's sort of maybe central to the movie is the, the whole conflict between him and, and the auntie character is that she's trying to sort of bring, r- restore the, the orthodox family rules and he's accustomed to not having to live under them you know he's, he's his father's been fairly lenient with him it looks like and and so the whole ballroom scene is predicated on him trying to embarrass her because he's trying to get back at her for 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 really just reinstituting these old rules he doesn't want it to follow um but uh
1: but even that was pretty half-hearted i mean you say embarrassed but what they really is make her a bit dizzy and then Things fell apart. Maybe he had a grand plan in mind, but it sort of fell apart by the, sh- the appearance of the the three rogue mus- musketeers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, think,
0: I think he wanted to embarrass her. I think he basically was just trying to do what he did, which was, you know, show so because she's so stubborn. You know, he says he he basically traps her where he says you can't dance, and she says no, I can dance, and you know, you know, she can't <laughs> dance, and so the embarrassment is that she's just made this statement that she's going to dance, and that she. She clearly, when she gets there, she's getting thrown around like a rag doll. She has no idea what she's doing with these dance moves, and uh, and so I think that was the embarrassment. I don't think he was looking for anything like harmful. I think it was just. Yeah, like, he,
2: wasn't, he wasn't trying to pull a carry or anything. Yeah, <laughs> it, I, like like a, I think he, I think he was just trying to get back at her dude.
0: for because there's a whole scene where. Like when they first meet, they have this big fight with each other and, and they destroy, like, so at the start of the movie, Lau Kar-Lung brings her into the estate and he's like, this is my studio. And this is where I, this is the shrine where I pray every day or I, I offer incense every day. And, and, and we clearly know that these are important buildings. And then when, when she meets Charlie, they have a big fight and they destroy both of those buildings. And. And she puts all of the blame on Charlie, which is kind of unfair, actually, because she's equally to blame for. But she claims seniority and says, well, as the senior of the family, I would never do that. So, you know, we need to punish him. And then she...
1: I I thought she was justified, because if it wasn't for Charlie barging his way into the the, the shrine or into the study where all the antiques were, like, they wouldn't have had to fight in there. (laughs) Yeah, okay, that's
0: fair. That's fair. And and she did express concern when he started throwing the tablets at her. Um, And... uh, and so she she you know but but the scene where, where where she then takes out the family rule book and she's like okay 15 lashes for this offense 15 lashes for this offense you have to kowtow three times for this offense and then another 20 lashes for this offense and he, and, and then like the the uh the nephew talks her down to like cu- cutting 20 percent off of it and and he gets around it by putting a bible in his um uh,
1: yeah. in, in his, in his I love hands. that part when he, when he sort of prayed when he sort of thanked God for <laughs> delivering <laughs> well, him.
0: Well, and it's and it's a very interesting pun too because he says, "Thank you, Jesus, for saving me." At, like after the scene after he's been whipped, he he's got the Bible in his hands in his room. He says, "Thank you, Jesus, for saving me." And for a brief moment, I'm like, "Wait, is he is he like is he is he seriously Christian or is that just you know?" And then I'm like, "Oh no, it's the the Bible literally was interfering with the uh the the beating." Um, but but i think that the uh uh the you know that 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 whole that whole sort of you know conflict is playing out over the course of the movie and then in the final scene they kind of uh they, there's a mutual respect and 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 a mutual attraction i think i think there's clearly a romantic thing going on between both of these characters and mm-hmm. a lot of the a lot of her a lot of their outbursts at each other i think are 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 that
1: do you know what i mean it's it's really sort of the the romantic second se- second grade picking on each other because you like each other sort of thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's very sort of you know she's she's hitting him and and he's you know and and he's sort of teasing her. It's it's it it seems like that's sort of where that's going because she has this position in the household and it would be inappropriate for them to have a romantic relationship. So, um, so yeah, but but I guess getting back to the final battle, any uh uh one one of the things that I that i like about it is is it's it's a great blend of you have the you have sort of the straightforward open-handed kung fu but you also have lots of weapons being used you have spears swords butterfly swords there's a there's like a a trisection chain whip i think at one point and uh all kinds of really you know interesting blends of weaponry and uh and and the and the, and the fighting is very you know you like it's very style it's, it's like grounded in style so it really works
1: i definitely classify it as more as a kung uh, as a kung fu movie than anything else
0: yeah it definitely leans on the kung fu i think um but i like that there's weapons in it and that uh and that you know <laughs> and the hard qigong <laughs> we, we yeah. talk about that guy <laughs> yeah the hard chi. Qig- number one the 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 hard qigong character he just had the right look do you know what I mean? just just the, the the just something about that guy made that scene so much more funny than it than it otherwise if they got anybody else in that role i don't think it would have quite had the effect it had on me um because the expressions he was making like as he was sort of like you know they, they would stab him and he would you know do the hard qigong thing where they go like that and the, the weapons not penetrating the skin but something about the expressions he was making were just really working for
1: me um like, like he's been constipated for a while and it's all finally coming out.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: There's a there's a it was it was really sort of that and uh and the and I think his weak points were his armpits if I remember so, you know he, that kind of it was humorous whenever he would have to protect his armpits because he goes from being this really manly guy to sort of like you know gently protecting his armpits and uh yeah that 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 was that, that I thought that was it, I I liked that 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 sort of whole arrangement with him. And I also thought it was a really effective way to kind of just stop them in their tracks. Like they're really making headway, and then they get to this guy, and he's just—you just, you just no matter how many times they stab him with a sword, they can't seem to hurt him.
1: Um, and they—they so they also mentioned like the the um, the first uncle, so not not the, not the grand uncle, the first uncle um, being someone who also trained his body in Hachigong when he was younger, and. He, there's like a bit of similarity in sort of the fighting styles and they're all very reckless in their bodies, like just being all wide open and just sort of charging in sort of, except he's old and he can't hold it on for much longer. So he runs out of breath and he starts panting well, him <laughs> and rolling the whole, around.
0: The whole thing with the older brothers is great. Like you have these four old men. They're not really old, old, but they're like, they're getting on in years and they, and they definitely are, uh, you know, they're, they're not, they're not uh, in, in physical shape for this kind of stuff. And it adds it adds a cool dynamic to the fight because you know you know it is a low stakes movie but one of the one of the con- whenever you see them get a little bit out of breath you start getting concerned so you know it gives, it gives you a li- it gives a little bit of something extra to worry about during during the fights um, and I like the whole scene where Charlie goes back to them and they kind of already know they've already anticipated what's going to happen. And so they're, they're they're all ready to go and
1: uh I, I had a, like a brief of expectation that the, they were actually pretending to be uh weak and sickly in the training so that they wouldn't like um show up uh the, the show up um Dainan just because like, she's a senior in the family, so they they shouldn't outperform her, if that makes sense. But unfortunately that was not the case.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, they like they would have just like been, you know, like all heroic and I, I thought I thought it gave the movie movie a little more heart having them just kind of still having to deal with those you know the arthritic pain in their eyes added to the movie for me um I think overall the film has heart that's one of the thing it's one of the things about it that works it just had it's just a very uh, uh there's something warm about this movie um but yeah so I don't know any any other thoughts before we uh before we we, uh, we, we head out on this one
2: if if I could pick anything to like just nitpick a little bit, it's not a huge deal, but it, you know, just from the conflicts the movie had set up and the interesting characters, it it just felt a little weird to me that it all coming down to a fight between the two uncles. Because it's like they, it's like well, neither of them had been really you had to spend all that much time with either of them. It just felt a little, oh, it's okay. I thought one of the other characters might be like Charlie, critical or- one, yeah, but. I, it, it didn't ruin the movie by any means, but it's just a little a little nitpick to throw out well, there. And he
0: was the director, so that might have been, you know. That might have been, <laughs> That's um, true. <laughs> I don't, know. Kenny. How did you feel about that one?
1: I I, I feel like the uh, third brand uncle was sort of tricked into it by. Uh um charlie sort of quick talking there that's true um, that's uh,
2: true.
1: yeah and i think by time like he's sort of given like he is a man of like with, with a bit of pride in him i'd say the fact that first grand uncle like if he says something i think he keeps to it mm. um and he's not like a hypocrite who acts in the background and is doing shady business type of thing like he he's all, always very upfront about what his goals are he wants to take control of the estate he even told the second brother when you die i'm gonna take over your estate <laughs> <laughs> yeah i
0: guess <laughs> like, he
2: is he's, pretty, he's pretty
0: bit... upfront about it now that you mention it. yeah. He's...
2: Yeah, that, that, I, I will actually buy that. Yeah, that uh, Charlie is the one that does set that fight up. So it that, that does change well, it a bit looking at and, it from that and, angle.
0: And at the beginning of the movie, we do get that extended form sequence with with the character in the final battle. Oh, so, sure. So it was
2: established of, that he yeah. was a big fighter. I was I, thinking more thematically. I believed he could win the fight. I was thinking thematically. But, but Kenny's point there does bring it into the whole theme of the movie because i mean he has a lot of pride in his father too so it 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 works
0: and and i will i will say the the whole uh that whole that whole sequence that opens up with the form uh like i think it's after sort of the intro but you you sort of get introduced to lao karlung's uh nephew character uh that's a really great Sort of form scene that I I I really enjoy that scene every time I see it, mm-hmm. uh, and it's he's, he's unbelievably agile, uh, un, like unbelievably agile, and uh, and uh, you know I, his
1: I, body contorted into into poses that didn't make possible for a man of his shape. Yeah, no, yeah. It's,
0: he's just so. I mean, I've I've had to do forms. It's not easy, and that's <laughs> I've never done it. I've never done kung fu forms, not many at least, and it's. It, that, but I found that very impressive, um, you know, uh, and the uh, uh, oh, the other scene, too, that I did want to talk about was the rickshaw scene. That was um, uh, number one, uh, at least if the if the DVD commentary on the DVD I have is right, she uh, she apparently had, a, I think, her appendix out just before that scene. Um, and so I think, it, you know, it's kind of impressive when you when you realize that. Uh, provided that story is, in fact, accurate. Um, uh, because, you know, and again, it's not like, it's not the most spectacular fight scene in the movie, but then none of the stuff that she, they have her doing that scene is anything I would want to be doing following append, uh, appendix surgery. Um, no, having
2: your appendix out in, like, 1980 is a lot more severe than having it out nowadays.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: that, yeah exactly, exactly. Um, so, yeah, so that, you know, it, it, oh, go, go ahead.
1: I was going to it did feel like they, they offloaded a little bit of the action onto the nephew or onto LeColin's character um yeah and that he was subtly helping her in the background but yeah I could, I could definitely appreciate that the moves that she did do would be very uh difficult unless she was really doped up on painkillers for those scenes
0: well it was funny him doing those little moves it was like little comedy beats because he would do it when her back was turned and she wouldn't realize that he was that he was doing that um <laughs> and so you know it added an interesting dimension to the scene um but uh and i and i and, I, and, I, and it's and it's a, li- it's a little bit uh uh you know you sort of wonder why his character is doing that actually when he, you know um but but maybe it's just to help her uh save face or uh, he doesn't want people knowing the full extent of his skills so I, I don't know. But uh yeah,
1: I think that's a sort of preserving seniority type thing. Like not not as to imply that she isn't incapable of dealing with these people so she he secretly helps her out so that she doesn't have to get yeah, space, face, as you say. Mm-hmm.
0: But uh but yeah, but that scene I thought was a is a pretty funny one and with the with the with the appendicitis in there it just sort of adds something to it. Um but uh we should also say uh you know, Lady Cho Fung could not be with us tonight. She is in New York at a very uh, cool event that uh, is you know involves Lu Fung and is uh, I'm sure she'll have plenty to, 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 to say about it when she gets back here on Friday um, we're still gonna see if we can connect with her over the weekend and maybe get some kind of discussion about it but uh, but anyways you know we, we you know uh, we, we wish her the best over there and uh, and and she'll be back uh, you know when when uh, uh, next week and and uh, uh, and also, uh, uh, me and Adam are going to be, uh, be on, uh, Sunday with, uh, the next Babylon five. And, uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to be on this. If you're listening to this, like the day after the podcast comes out, it's, uh, just, you'll have to follow the session log, but I'm going to be on a, a, a chat tonight online. I'll, I'll put a link to it in the description below, uh, for the Ogre gate and stuff. So, um, uh yeah so so anyways the the film is my young auntie it's definitely worth checking out um it's i i think it's a great movie and it's it's something that you can watch with the whole family so uh so so definitely take a look it's it's available on prime right now if you want to watch it uh i i got the dvd and it's it, it was not expensive and it's it's a, it's a it's a great deal so it's, it's one of these things that's totally worth getting on dvd if you can um So yeah, so we will be back on next week. And until then, we will talk to you later.